This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. And uh, those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their uh, to their websites. We decided to do things a little bit different uh, differently, like give it all away at freetalklive.com. So uh, tonight I wanted to start out with uh, an introduction to our newest uh, member of the Free Talk Live crew. Mm-hmm. We added a, a new person over the weekend, actually. Uh, well, it's technically it, the deal was struck over the weekend, yeah, but well, uh, things were made official uh, today and yesterday. Okay, good. And uh, his name is Hakeem, and he is the new affiliate relations guy for Free Talk Live. Hakeem in California, you're on. You're on the air. Hello, sir. Hello. How is everybody? Well, I'm doing fine. How about you, Mark? Great. I'm fine. I guess Mark's doing better now. He was a little bit out of it this morning. He had uh, promised on the air yesterday that he was going to go up to Concord uh, to join a number of uh, activists up there in the, at the state house. And so, of course, he promises on the air, and then he wakes up in the morning and decides uh, he's feeling out of, under the weather. Now, what are you uh, going to do? So that's what, right. you get for, that's what you get for making a promise on the air, Mark. That's how it always works. Oh, it's not like you've never been sick. So, uh, Anyway, Hakeem, uh, welcome aboard. You're the newest member of, of uh, the Free Talk Live crew. And the reason I brought you on board was because you actually are uh, you actually found me a couple of years ago. What were you doing at the time? Uh, I was doing affiliate relations for uh, another firm. It was an independent firm. And, um, you know, they represented about a dozen shows. Um, and they were trying to grow. And, uh, you know, we seemed to have a, a really clear vision in the beginning. And... This was a show that, um, you know, fell right into that vision, and that vision being that only, you know, we only pick up shows that we are passionate about and that we can believe in and get behind. You called um, me, uh, I think you called me out of the blue one day. You were really excited about Free Talk Live. I think you realized that uh, there's something different about this show as compared to traditional talk radio fare. And so we sort of uh, struck it off and uh, generated some rapport and, um, it, it turned out that the company you were working for at the time wasn't quite right for Free Talk Live, and uh, so we sort of let it let it sit. Um, and and in, then in between the next couple of years, you sort of moved on and you broke away from that company, and now you're doing your own thing, uh, which I think is is excellent. What what better way to to work than to not have a boss to report to to set your own hours and that sort of thing? It is pretty nice. And, oh, you got a boss now, Buster? No, I'm not his boss. <laughs> He's an independent contractor. I didn't say you were his boss. Boss, I mean, if I don't, you know, if if I'm not productive, I don't eat, so I always have a boss. So, Hakeem, we brought you on board simply because I just don't have time for this affiliate relations stuff anymore. Now, I mean, you're the guy who's been doing this even longer than I have. How would you define for our listeners, um, since we're talking sort of inside radio stuff here, what is affiliate relations? Uh, It is is not a job for uh, the easily discouraged. Um, it's a lot of pestering of program directors, constant telephone calls, voicemails, and emails, um, and following up. But the reward and the payoff in the end is always when they're ready to make that change, and you're there on the other end of the phone, and they remember you, and they go, hey, we've been talking. I'm ready to make a change now. Let's go ahead and add the show. I don't and, know if uh, pestering is the right word. I would <laughs> think that if you're pestering these guys, they're not going to want to talk to it's you. something close to pestering. No, they... They love, they love me, you know, and I, we've, you know, and, and I joke with a lot of these guys, you know, hey, I, I hate to keep bugging you, but you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, and they tell me this all the time, without me, they'd probably be out of a job too, because, you know, without guys like me making sure that they're aware of the actual good programming that's out there, 
um, all they'd be left with are the big powerhouses that are pushing the same agenda. Yep, and that's um, what you want to do is when you're in affiliate relations, you want to separate yourself from the pests because there absolutely. are people out there that don't know what they're doing. There are people out there that will pester these guys, and that makes you look all the better when you respect their time. And absolutely. So that's what we're doing. We're bringing you on board because I used to make a bunch of calls every day to radio stations, and I just can't make as many as I used to two years ago. So I, want, I didn't want that to suffer, so I wanted to bring you in as somebody who's a professional, somebody with experience at this, and uh, and turn you on to uh, to all these radio stations so you can get out there and get some more affiliates for Free Talk Live, which is what your primary uh, mode of operation is going to be. Absolutely. But, but also I wanted to bring you on the show to introduce you to everybody, not just as part of the Free Talk Live crew, but also because you're kind of going to be the liaison between our listeners and their local radio stations as well. Because if you've been listening to Free Talk Live for a while, you know that we've got a site set up on our website, a sub a subforum in our forum called local.freetalklive.com. And if you don't have Free Talk Live on the air in your area, what you should do is go to local.freetalklive.com, and then you'll find 50 different subforums, one for every single state in in America. And what you can do is you can go in there and post, presuming your area isn't already listed under one of those subforums, there's a chance it is. If it's not, you post a message with the title, you put in where you live, and then Hakeem's going to go in there and he's going to, this is what I used to do, now he's taking over this responsibility, he's going to go in there and post some contact information for your local program directors, so that way you don't have to do any of the footwork. You don't have to call the station and ask who the program director is. We're going to give you all that information that way you can pick up the phone, make a call to your local program director and say, hey, I'd like to have Free Talk Live on the air. I'm a, I'm a potential listener or I am a listener and I'd like to listen more. Please add Free Talk Live. And so so you, that's one of your responsibilities, Hakeem, is to sort of interact with our listeners that want to help you get more radio stations on board. That's, that's Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to touch on that because I, I wanted to really let everybody take a minute to let everybody know that that's a really important tool because, you know, the audience is just as important as the advertiser in radio, and and I know that um, you know people have been accustomed to not being treated like that. But the fact is, is that all of those calls and all of those emails and any any other way that you can you know notify these stations that hey, I listen to this show, I like this show, and if it was on this station, I would definitely listen um, to the show on the station. Um, and this is something that is crucial. It's important, and not enough people do. Um, grassroots thing, you know, things like this, and it's really important. And I just want everybody to know that sometimes it seems like these deals can take a long time to get a, a show on the station, but keep at it and keep at them um, and keep reminding them Absolutely. because it does help. Um, and I pointed this out before. I mean, when a program director hears from a listener, it's usually a complaint. Mark, you used to be a GM of a radio station. You know what it's like. Somebody says something on the air, you get ten phone calls about, I heard him say this this morning. And you know, that's all you get when somebody calls and in. They could be very, very upset. Yeah. Um, you know, cause yeah. they, they experience something in their own mind. Um, you know, and it's a very personal uh, medium, radio is. They experience something in their own mind, and you know, I, I didn't even wasn't even listening. What are you talking about? Yep. So when uh, when a program director hears from a, a listener or a potential listener saying something positive about something they'd like to hear the station do, that that's got a little bit more resonance. It holds a little bit more importance with the program director. And if he hears from you again three more months later, uh, I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna be on the path towards building a relationship with the guy eventually over over time. Yeah. Uh, but, Absolutely. So, so Hakeem, you're going to be available to our listeners if they need any tips or tricks. I've already got like a frequently asked questions file just to sort of help people along. 
but uh, they can contact you at Hakeem at freetalklive.com should they Absolutely. need any assistance or suggestions. And, again, you're going to be sort of moderating uh, the local forum. So, Mark? Hakeem, yeah. Um, yeah. now i got a question. With, with a name like Hakeem, do you ever get stopped at the airport? <laughs> you know, uh, I used to, uh, like, you know, sooner after 9-11, I mm-hmm. used to a lot. And then, you know, a couple of a couple of trips, and, you know, I guess they moved my name from one list to another, and I stopped really getting messed with. Hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a little. Well, you know, I figure, you know, they must have, you know, they must have dug deep enough into my past to realize that. I'm, you you're know, not I'm much not trouble. Really I'm not connected to anything but, you know, the beach in Santa Cruz. So. Right. Yeah, you're certainly not a very scary <laughs> You're not a scary man, Hakeem. It's, it's, it's good to have you on board with Free Talk Live and uh, look forward to growing the affiliate account with you back uh, doing all that, that hard work on the phones. And, uh, and it is hard yeah, work. And, and I'm really excited about this opportunity and I'm really excited to work with all of the listeners and, and the supporters of Free Talk Live because I think that, um, you know, like I said from, the, from day one of talking to you, Ian, was that this is something, this platform is something that this country is overdue for. And the more it gets out there, the more people get on board. Uh, and that's how things get done in this country. So you Absolutely. Know, We're doing it. And uh, up and onward, Hakeem. We'll talk again, I'm sure, tomorrow, you and I off the air. And uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Free Talk Live. Yep. Have a good <laughs> afternoon out there in Cali. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number, Hakeem. Uh, good I, to have him on board. I, I enjoyed our meeting with him. And uh, so he's going to be very helpful, I think, in the uh, the coming weeks and months in getting more radio stations on board with this program. Your calls, 800-259-9231, coming up. There was a court decision out of Washington, D.C. recently about guns. and pretty important. We'll talk about it on the way. Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Well, I was going to ask you, Mark, how things went in Concord today, but you couldn't make it. No. So no, maybe sorry. somebody will check in with us and uh, let us know, because apparently there were a Somebody variety. who could be counted on. So apparently there were... <laughs> Apparently, there were a variety of uh, liberty-related, liberty-affecting issues that I guess a lot of people were very concerned with uh, that were coming up for discussion in different committees and that sort of thing in the State House in Concord, New Hampshire today. And the reason we talk about Concord, New Hampshire, as opposed, as opposed to, to any other state, right? Because is well, it's because we live here, and there's the Free State Project, which is going on, and people are getting active. In fact, there was a carload of people that went from this area, Keene, all the way over there to Concord today. So really, I, there must have been a lot of people turning up if uh, if seven or eight people went from Keene alone. Uh, just to go to Concord, so you know, and, and I we, know what we consider the Free State Project basically to be the answer to um, all the anti-liberty stuff that's going on. I've been big... looking for answers for a long time, right. and I've I've not found anything else besides the Free State Project that even comes close to being an answer. You know, um, Downsize DC is is a good organization. I I hope that they have some luck, but it, it seems to me that the if it you know writing your Congress critter 
of mitigable value. A lot of times they just ignore what you say and do what they want anyway. They've got lobbyists that are mm-hmm. paying them. A letter from you just doesn't matter. Um, you know, the Free State Project, it's something that the average person can do for liberty. It's the second American Revolution, and you can be a foot soldier if you want. Absolutely. So if anybody was, out there, uh, if anybody was out there today and wants to give us a, uh, an executive summary of today's events, would like to hear that. 800-259-9231. Otherwise, let's talk about what happened in Washington, D.C. recently, Mark. There was uh, a law that was struck down, and many, many bureaucrats are angry about it. Yeah, they don't like that much. From the AP, um, they've, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I thought that I had this uh, story up and it appears That's to okay. have disappeared. <laughs> I'll fill time with the story about how the bureaucrats didn't like what happened this week here in Keene. Uh, we talked about it last night that there were some, uh, the, the voters turned out and voted down a number of spending appropriations for the school board. Well, Julia was uh, looking online, I think, at nhfree.com, and someone had posted an article about how the teachers were crying on Wednesday morning. Oh yeah, they don't they don't like the idea that they didn't get their uh, their their huge pay bonuses. They're talking about so-called taking action now. What are they going to do? I'm thinking they might strike. Good. Now, what would that do? What would the public's uh, how would the public respond to the teachers essentially striking? And basically, I mean, when, a, when a, the teachers union goes on strike, they're essentially getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to get they're getting paid for not doing anything at all at that point. So how is the public going to respond to that? Is the public going to all of a sudden feel sorry for these people and say, oh, we're so sorry, please take our money? Or will the public finally realize that these people are are essentially have been scamming them and haven't been actually earning a living that they've been essentially Along for a ride where the government takes money from people by force and and then feeds it to them via their paychecks. I don't think the latter will happen. I feel like the people's emotions will be played with, their their heartstrings will be tugged on, and they'll feel guilty for not voting uh, a pay raise to these people, to yeah, these bureaucrats. I don't understand why. I don't not. I'm not saying that teachers aren't valuable. They certainly are valuable, and you know they they educate our young minds and all that good stuff. But it seems to – I've seen um, what teachers make, and, man, they make a bunch of money. And then you compare it to the fact that they only, they only work nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just – I'm baffled by it. But now, if you didn't find that story, I did find it. I've got you it. You got too. it? Yeah, I've got, got the uh, Congressman Ron Paul's version. Okay. What happened? Last Friday, a federal uh, court, um, appeals court in Washington, D.C. issued a ruling that hopefully will result in the restoration of sec- Second Amendment rights in the nation's capital. It appears the court rejected the District of Columbia's nonsensical argument that the Second Amendment confer, um, confers only a collective right, something gun control advocates have asserted for years. Of course, we should not have too much faith in our federal courts to protect gun rights, considering they routinely rubber stamp egregious violations of the First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendments, and allow Congress to legislate wildly outside the bounds of its um, enumerated powers. Furthermore, the D.C. case will be appealed to the Supreme Court with no guarantees. I don't think that it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Can you imagine the Supreme Court um, hearing this case? I don't know. They've heard some pretty outrageous cases recently. I don't know. I don't think they ruled wanna, in outrageous fashion. I don't think they want to come down on um, either. You know, such an obvious uh, Second Amendment issue. I, I wouldn't think so. It's very important, nonetheless, for the court, um, federal court only one is one step below the highest court in the land to recognize the gun rights adhere to the um, adherent to the American people, not to the government sanctioned groups. Uh, that's you know the sort of the confusion between a well-regulated militia, as though a militia has to be a government organization. And there's certainly when they wrote the Constitution, it wasn't. 
Um, by definition, individu- um, our individuals' group rights is an oxymoron. Can anyone seriously contend? <laughs> Only individuals have rights. Right. Can si- anyone seriously contend that the founders who had just expelled their British rulers, mostly by the use of light arms, did not want the individual farmer, blacksmith, or merchant to be armed? These individuals would have been killed or imprisoned by the king's soldiers if they had relied on federal um, armed force to protect them. That that the federal armed force was attacking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was their government at the time. Right. In the 1700s, militia were local groups made up of ordinary citizens. They were not under federal control. As a practical matter, many of them were barely under the control of colonial or state authorities. And that's really true. They were – some of them left Washington's army. They said, you know, I don't like this. I'm out of here. And they could do that. Well, the Second Amendment speaks of a well-regulated militia. It means local groups of individuals operating to protect their own families, homes, and communities. They they um, regulated themselves because it was necessary. And right. they're, they're own- operating on a voluntary basis, organizing on a voluntary basis, in that if you join a militia and you decide you don't like the guy that formed the militia, then you can go form your own militia and... and- recruit people to your militia. Right, you absolutely could. The uh, founders themselves... Eight-year slavery agreement. (laughs) The founders themselves wrote in the Federalist Papers about the need for individuals to be armed. In fact, James Madison argued in the Federalist Paper number 46 that common citizens should be armed to guard against the threat posed by newly um, proposed standing federal army. So he said, against our army, they, the individual should be armed. Absolutely. James Madison was a strong proponent of not even having an army around. This is a president, a, yeah. pr- a former president. I mean, obvious, obviously one of the founding fathers. Yep. Today, gun control takes people, um, makes people demonstrably less safe. As any honest examination of criminal statistics revealed in his book, More Guns, Less Crime, scholar John Lott uh, demolishes the myth that gun control reduces crime. On the contrary, Lot shows that cities with strict gun control, like Washington, D.C., experience higher rates of murder and violent crime. Imagine that. It is no coincidence that violent crime flourishes in the nation's capital, where the individual's right to defend himself has been most um, severely curtailed. I think uh, it looks like San Francisco is probably beating them at this point. But Mm. anyway, understand that residents of D.C. can be convicted of a felony and put in prison simply for having a gun in their home. Wow. Even if they live in a very dangerous neighborhood. The D.C. gun ban is no joke, and the legal challenges to the ban are not simply academic exercises. People's lives and safety are at stake. He's absolutely right. In fact, uh, I want to share with you, I don't know, does he have a little bit more on this? No. Okay, I want to share when we come back the uh, quote, just an amazing quote. We'll show you the hubris of these government officials. Mm -hmm. Mayor Adrian Fenty, what he had to say about this uh, gun law being overturned, what he plans to do about it. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net, toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. The listener map is there, map.freetalklive.com. We've got uh, at least 1,000, if not over 1,700. I actually haven't looked in a little while, so I don't know the exact number. But uh, there's a lot of people that have gone to map.freetalklive.com and have added themselves to the Free Talk Live listener map. It's free, like all the other features on our site at map.freetalklive.com. And do you have a child in your life, be they son, daughter, or sibling? Give them financial literacy. 
The Kids' Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child a kid's journey to getting rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. We'll get back into guns here in a moment. Also, some other interesting, since we're talking about court cases, got an interesting follow-up about a story involving a man beating the crap out of a cop down in Sarasota, Florida, where we used to live. Uh, we'll bring that up here, the latest on that story. But first, to the phones, to your calls, let's go to Puke in New Hampshire on the Amplifier line. Hey, Puke. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind? Um, well, you asked for people to call in to see what happened up at the State House today. Yeah, and, anything uh, worth noting? And uh, even though um, I'm new to this, so hopefully I don't mess it up or anything because I'm uh, not too uh, knowledgeable about the way this stuff works. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see here. I was at the, There was uh, four main bills. That we were there for one of them. The first one was uh, it would force police to determine if someone who requests a gun license is a terrorist or criminal, and uh, we were opposed to that. Okay. Uh, that would have essentially um, kind of made the concealed carry permit harder to get, right. if I understand it correctly. And I would say there's probably about 250 people there um, for this bill. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I was going to say, how many of that 250 are, were uh, free state related? Um, I'm not certain. I would say that there are about 200 people for the real ID mm-hmm. later on in the day. Um, most of the people there that I saw were a lot of uh, gun enthusiasts, mm-hmm. I could tell. Um, so obviously there were, must have been people there against it. But that, that was shot down right there uh, at that. There was um, no room, so I didn't get into that because uh, there were so many people that couldn't put us all in the room. Wow. Um, so the second so one. So wait, wait, hold on, hold uh, on. Would you say the 250 people were in uh, were against that particular bill, therefore were on your side, or was that just the total number of people that showed up? Yeah, as far as I could tell, um, most people were there against it because they or they had to be because they were all um, a lot of people were wearing the stickers that were the had little stickers that said that we were Liberty voters. Um, some people were ah. there for guns rights organizations, so they they weren't all free staters. But um, they were obviously opposed to this bill. Wow. So okay. So they so shot that. So they shot that one down, and that's what you wanted to happen. Yes. What was next? Correct. Um, the next one was a uh, freedom of choice uh, to work, uh, joining a labor union, which is called right to work. Um, we were supporting that, but I honestly do not think that was going to go through. There were a lot of uh, union people there, and they were, you know, vehemently against this. Uh, so. That one, I obviously do not think is going to happen, uh, so I'll just move right on. The next one was a fully informed jury, which was uh, the court shall instruct the jury of its rights to judge the law as well as the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not make it into that because I was in the uh, the union one, so I just signed the blue sheet. Um, I don't know how that went, so can't really say anything about mm, that. Yeah, that one I'm um, really curious about. Yeah. Because I think New and Hampshire, then, if that went through, New Hampshire would be the only state in America that actually informed its juries accurately as to what their uh, their rights are as a juror. And that would be just right. awesome if that happened. What else? Yeah, it, it was unfortunate they had a, a really small room, so I couldn't get in there. It was, mm-hmm. uh, had, you know, they could only fit like 10 people, uh, so by the time I got there, I couldn't get in. And then the last one of the day where uh, almost everyone went to, there must have been 200 to 250 people there um, for the real ID uh, supporting a bill 
it would prohibit New Hampshire from participating in a national identification card system. Ah. And there must have been, uh, I'd say, 20, 25 people all testifying for uh, for the bill against the real ID. Well, so, did anybody testify for real ID and against the bill? No. Nobody was for real ID. I don't think there was anybody there that was for real ID. So. That's fantastic. What did they What yeah, did they end up I'm, ruling on that? Do you remember? No, they they didn't rule on the real ID today. They tabled uh, it. They said you know a bunch of whatever jargon they use. Yeah. Some <laughs> executive meeting or something. We need to form a subcommittee to investigate we, this. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I I mean honestly. The people on this committee, if they think anybody in New Hampshire wants a real ID, they're, they, you know, they're out of their mind yeah. because uh, they're, they're, they had to move. There's so many people that they had to move it to a second room, and yep. even then, there was not enough room. So. That's what they had to do with the uh, the marijuana bill that Mark and I went to a couple months ago. Now, Puke, um, you as a relatively new mover to the state uh, here living in the Keene area, this was sort of your first political action as far as activism is concerned. How did you uh, How did you feel about it, just in general, about the turnout, the people that you were around, um, just about politics in New Hampshire in general? Is there a chance that we can actually make make it somewhere through the political system? Um, I honestly think we could. Uh, it's, it's it was amazing how accessible it is. I was just uh, wandering around the state house and uh, the legislative offices of the house, uh, going to different meetings, and I sat in on a couple meetings for some small stuff about. Uh, and bizarre laws, the judges and stuff that I really didn't understand, but it was interesting to watch. And I honestly think that, you know, if enough people like free staters show up there, you know, month after month, and whenever these big issues come up, a whole bunch of people show up, I, mm-hmm. I don't see how it couldn't. The affect. big government people are going to really get tired of that stuff. You know, and you were talking about accessibility, and I thought that was amazing. You know, the legislators go in the same door you do. Uh, it's a, it's a room with one door. And everybody walks in. Yeah. And these legislators, there's 400 of them in New Hampshire. Little bitty New Hampshire has 400 leg- um, representatives. And, you know, you, you know, you're right there with them. They don't have Secret Service bodyguards or anything like that. If you want to stop and talk to them in the hall, you can. It, it's just that accessible. Exactly right. When you, call them at, uh, when you call them at what's supposed to be their office, it's actually their home. And sometimes, uh, you know, little Johnny will pick up the phone and you have to, have to ask him for dad to come on the line. If it's dad. Right, or mom. Puke, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate the update and uh, appreciate hearing sure. from you. 800-259-9231. Still want to know what happened with the uh, uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association one, the Fully Informed Jury Bill. Let's continue with the phone calls, though, because Samsonite is on the line. Apparently a briefcase is actually calling the show. <laughs> Samsonite, you're on Free Talk Live calling from Alaska. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, I want to talk about my first experience with the law that oh. happened today. Okay. Really? Uh, today, you said? Couple, yeah, today. A couple of detectives... Came over about an hour and a half ago to talk to me about something I did a couple months ago. I I regret it. I can't give the details because if I did, if like anybody found out uh, that I did that too, they would kill me. <laughs> I'd be in a grave. So I'm not wow. going to uh, talk about the details, but uh, I did wanna talk about something that happened. They, I don't know if they were trying to scare me or something, but and this was uh, yes, what I they did. were. Just so I, you I know. made like a uh, like an internet threat. You know, you know how that is. So, like, they, I'm going to uh, blow up the school, or I'm going to kill your no, brother, I'd, I'd, or something. I'd probably be in jail right now if I'd said something like that. It wasn't that serious. Huh? But uh, they said that, and uh, I did that when I was a minor. Now I'm 18, and they said that uh, if I had done that six months from now, there's like 
federal laws being passed uh, right now. And if I'd done that, if I'd done what I did in about six months from now, then uh, the FBI, it wouldn't have been state detectives. It would have been the FBI. They would have came to my house. They wouldn't even talk to me is what they said. They would just drag me out and uh, give me a trial. And they said that I would have a minimum of five years in prison. Wow. Wow. That's pretty and, scary. I'd like to ask what you did, but you won't tell me. So, hey, what are you uh, Well, I guess I can say it, I just it was like a MySpace threat. Like I threatened to beat, beat people up, but there wasn't like any death threats or anything like that. So, or like blown up the school. So it wasn't like that. Serious. Five years for that, huh? Five, yeah, five years for just threatening to beat people up. I mean, it's certainly uh, bad behavior, no yeah. doubt. But I don't know if it. Uh, I'm never going to do it again. Well, that's good. It's very mature of you, and I'm sure that uh, you'll become more mature over time. And thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. Kids yeah. do stupid things. Yeah, people say things, and I mean, there's a difference between saying something and doing it. Right. Uh, but five years in jail for for that seems a little extreme. The authorities just don't like the internet. What do you think? 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. Hopefully Jeff in Rhode Island. Up next in your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet, 8.net. Toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, completely free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff at Amazon. And you know what I've been saying for the past few weeks, that Amazon had 35 categories of products? I've been wrong. They've got mm. 40 categories now. <laughs> I knew it had to go up. Yeah, constantly increasing uh, the uh, the different things that you can buy at Amazon. Of course, DVDs, books, office supplies, sporting goods, accessories. It's all for sale. Furniture, even. all Big, t- uh, big ticket do- uh, dollar items, uh, little dollar items. It's all there. Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you shop through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. In fact, there's something new that's pretty hot, I think, over at Amazon, and that's the Amazon Unbox program where uh, you essentially get to rent videos through Amazon, and they're delivered digitally uh, via the Internet. Hmm. So you don't actually have to go to the store, nor do you have to wait for uh, like Netflix to ship it to you or anything like that. It comes to your computer from Amazon. And we get a nice percentage on those unboxes. So, uh, so go over and rent some videos at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. To the phones, to the fun, let's talk to Jeff in Rhode Island. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, I just came across your show uh, a few minutes ago, actually. Oh, excellent. Um, I was uh, I listen to Alex Jones all the time. That's and I nice. was searching around on the uh, GCN streams. Uh, it's a pretty good show. Uh, Did you have I something you want to talk about? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the uh, raid in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. What happened? Have uh, you guys heard about that at all? No, I, I have not. I don't, I don't know. No, not for certain um, what you're talking about. Well, eventually, uh, to make a... Long story short, there was a year investiga- uh, investigation with ICE and uh, immigration, and they raided a. Uh, oh, this is the uh, yeah. It's about a week old, right? Yeah, yeah. We did talk about that. I think last week. Yeah, they raided a uh, manufacturer. Yeah. Well, right. uh, the thing the thing is, uh, on, uh, Rhode Island is so close to Massachusetts. Obviously, um, all the illegals are basically running here, and uh, we already have a problem with that. So, What's uh, the problem exactly? Oh, we're just overrun with uh, illegals. And the problem is what? Uh, there's no jobs here. Um, is we're in the top. We're one of the highest tax brackets. Uh, no jobs. Uh, we're lacking no jobs, huh? in schools. Um, our education program just sucks. So it's all we're, the illegals' fault, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. it is. Why? What did the Why? illegals do? 
um, because they show up to school on the first day, uh-huh. and uh, they're not even on. They don't pay taxes. We pay absurd amounts of money. A lot of illegals do pay taxes, and they don't um, actually get any tax returns. I mean, I I can't tell you specifically in everyone's circumstance, but a lot of them have fake Social Security numbers, and when you have a fake Social Security number, you pay taxes, and then you can't file a return because your Social Security number is no good. So all the money you paid in, you don't even get any return like like you do at the end of the year. A lot of illegals pay more taxes than you do. Right, and it seems to me like your issue, uh, Jeff, should be with taxes and not with immigrants. And it hold seems on. Like that's and, the problem. And just in just a second, Jeff. And and um, also, if you live in if you live in the community, you pay property taxes, which is what schools are paid for by. Because um, even if you don't own property, you pay the rent, and the landlord has to make money, so he includes his costs, all of his costs, and those among those costs are the property taxes. So renters essentially they pay for schools too. Yep. Now they well, do. The- often live, um, they have more people in a, in a given unit than others, and so therefore it's spread, um, you know, they, they don't, it's not spread out quite as much, but, you know, that's their choice to live with uh, 10 people in an apartment if they want. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, the biggest problem, the biggest issue is we have uh, one of the highest payouts in the country um, of our benefits. Um, payouts, that's what benefits. Them here. Whose benefits? Uh, social security programs. Right. So, okay. So, so once again, program. you're pointing out that actually the problem is uh, wealth government, yeah, is wealth redistribution, and not immigration. So, well, why don't definitely. why don't you focus on what the real problem is and focus on cutting government way way down to size, and then immigrants won't be a problem anymore, will they? Oh well, that's uh, the point I was getting at. Um, the problem is that uh, people are speaking out because they're sick of carrying uh, all the way, not just the illegals, but just everybody here. Sure. And um, the, the thing they just bring out is uh, we're, we're just trying to protect the children, and they always bring the children into it. Sure. They always appeal to emotion when, uh, when, you can, when you suggest possibly letting people keep the money that they earn and spend it in the way they want to spend it. And I think that that's what a, there's a serious problem with the people that are, uh, that are calling for more immigration controls and that sort of thing. They see the problem, and that is they feel like they're getting ripped off. They feel like they're not getting a return on investment for their taxes, which, of course, they would never get anyway, even if there weren't illegal immigrants here. They'd still get a lousy deal from the government. And so people get all up upset and they want to restrict illegal immigration, which of course is not going to do anything but build walls in the southern and northern borders and turn this into a total prison police state. Uh, we've already got checkpoints internally in this country because of so-called illegals. All of these new programs that they're calling for are just going to increase the size and the scope of government, and that's not going to solve the problem at all. So the people that are against illegal immigrants really need to take a, a quick moment and check their parameters, uh, check their presumptions, and uh, really re analyze the situation. The problem's big government. That's what the problem has always been. And to allow yourself to be uh, dissuaded from that point is uh, is unfortunate. So I, I, I wish those people would just oh, no, take a moment saying, and but, realize. Uh, they do. Uh, they certainly don't help the situation. And in the past few years, um, the estimated population of the illegals in Rhode Island specifically has like tripled. And um, we're actually facing a $350 million deficit and um, we're trying to cut programs here, and um, we're just people, the, the interest groups just aren't going to allow us to do it. Well, I, I understand where you're coming from, and illegals do put a stress on a socialist system, and that's what's going on there. I mean, um, there's there's more people well, coming. I totally in. agree with you. We now, definitely aren't. A what would what would happen? The question you have to ask in these circumstances, and and remember, we're all children of immigrants in this country. 
Um, and, you know, just because... Well, I agree, but they weren't all illegal. I understood, because the laws were completely different. I mean, you showed up at Ellis Island, you got a shot, and they ruined your last name, and then they sent you on after three days. That was it. You know, I mean, the laws have changed, and if you make bad laws, then people are going to violate them. Yeah, they're going to ignore them. I mean, it's... Uh, the, 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 just even imagining, as somebody who lives here, trying to imagine what the bureaucratic rigmarole and the process is, like the hoops that you have to jump through in order to actually come here so-called legally, is mind-bending, not to even mention all the fees that you have to pay. I mean, so this isn't a free country anymore. We're not letting people cross borders freely, and that's something else that we need to look at is, you know, do we want to be a free country or do we want to be a land of captivity? Because those are our choices. Thanks okay. for the call, Jeff. We really appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, I'm actually in talks with possibly getting uh, one of these anti-immigration groups on the air with us, possibly for a little uh, Duke Fest. Wow. Which should be interesting. I, I can hardly imagine um, how that's going to go. You know, here's when, when you think about... It'll be a slaughter. <laughs> when you think about uh, the concerns that he was raising, uh, the local uh, economies being stressed, that kind of thing, what would happen if um, people in Rhode Island just started humping like bunnies and brought all kinds of kids... That were legal into the the mix. The the system would have the same problem, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but instead we can focus on the fact that these people are illegals. You know, yep. white people in America they're not having kids, and somehow we're above everybody else because of that. No, we need we need fresh blood in the economy to keep it from stagnating. The system totally is the problem, and that's what we need to continue to reiterate to these people because they're just you know I think a lot of the people that are so called anti he saw that immigrant he did. And a number of them don't. But sure. there, there are two different. There seem to be two different types of people in there. They're the ones that are bigots, and they absolutely don't like um, foreign people. Mm -hmm. They don't like brown people. There are them, and you really can't get through to them. But then there are the other ones who have just been misled. They've just heard the propaganda. They believe that that illegal immigrants are causing problems when, in fact, the problem is the government and the government wealth redistribution programs. And if we can, we can refocus them on the, the real issue, then maybe they will come to maybe have some appreciation for the people that want to come here and make a better life for themselves. Because those people working in that factory that, that he originally called about, mm -hmm. that raid, those people working hard in that factory aren't co you know, weren't collecting Social Security checks. They weren't collecting welfare payments. They're busting their butts in order to put food on the table for their families in their little apartments or hovels or wherever it is they're living. I don't know what um, government, re you know, what welfare programs uh, illegal aliens are eligible for and which ones they aren't. I don't know, but I can tell you that any of them that they're eligible for and any that any American at all is eligible for is is communist wealth redistribution, and it doesn't work. You'd think Americans would realize that. But they ha they've been raised in the system to where they just don't even I – mean, they take it for granted. They well, take it for granted that mommy government is supposed to give them an education. They never think about the, funny part, the though, system. The funny part is, though, um, you know, they, they worry about the poor people starving. But what about the illegal aliens, poor people yeah, starving? Yeah, they're poor, too. You, you, I mean, you don't want to – you well, don't care if they're – they're poor and illegal, Mark. Right. right. <laughs> so they're strange. They're illegal because some jackball in Washington, D.C., or some group of jackballs Said wrote up illegal. some laws – Wrote up some words on paper saying that if you don't, if you cross this border without asking us for permission, getting down on your knees, kissing our boots, and handing us thousands of dollars, then we're going to label you illegal, and you'll be hounded till the day you die. That doesn't sound very freedom-oriented to me. How did we allow it to get this far? Sad. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind on the way. An update from uh, from Sarasota about a man who beat the hell out of a cop. And apparently he got off. 
We'll talk about it. Your calls as well about whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231 as we roll into hour number two. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Let's start things out by going straight to the phones and to the fun. It's Don in, I believe, Kansas City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Don. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I just want to tell you guys about a uh, recent family vacation I took to Disney World. Okay. Um... I was kind of surprised. I got up uh, into the line. It turns out everyone who was entering the park had to go and get their uh, fingerprints scanned. Oh, yeah. We've heard about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was kind of taken aback, and I was like, there's no way they can make everyone, you know, basically get fingerprinted like some pr- criminal, so I refused to do it. And what and, happened? Uh, well, uh, what happened was as soon as I said something, there was a person standing off to the side who was just kind of monitoring things. They came over and grabbed me and uh, took me to, like, this little tent-type thing. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking my uh, fingerprint, they just took the information off my driver's license. Mm. And uh, once someone saw that happen, it actually started to spread. This guy yelled to me and said, hey, you know, did you not have to show your fingerprint? I go, no, you guys just show your ID. And it just kind of spread through the crowd. There's a ton of people wanting to do it there. Interesting. Yes, yeah. good ideas do spread uh, when, yeah. they're, when they come across. And nobody wants their fingerprint taken. No, and exactly. I mean, the person um, who was doing it asked me, you know, what's the big deal? And I said, look, I'm, I'm not a criminal. And I don't appreciate being treated like one. Yeah, exactly. I go, there's no reason you need this information. There's nothing you guys could possibly do with it except get it lost or stolen or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's that. And uh, it, was, it was actually just really cool the, uh, the way it spread through the crowd. But, I mean, before I did that, you know, everyone was lining up like sheep. No one cared. Sure, just trundling through, just, okay, whatever you yeah. say. The only way orders. we're going to get through. Dude, it was bizarre. I mean, just person after person, pressing their thumb to this plate like it was no big deal. And I, Man, it, it looked like something right out of 1984. It, it, it just offended me. Good for you. So, so I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, anyone who's thinking about going, there's no signs, by the way, that tell you that there's an option. So mm-hmm, you, sure. you have to go up there and demand that... Uh, they do something else besides taking your fingerprint. Good job thinking outside the box, Don. Thank you for the call. We appreciate uh-huh. it, man. 800-259-9231. You know what? It's it, it's more evidence that all it takes is just a few dissenters. All it takes are a few with the courage to stand up and just say, no, I'm not participating in this, and you can't make me. And then that actually gives the, gives the, uh, the, the sheeple... It gives them a little bit of an injection of courage, doesn't it? Often it just takes one person. And yep. in this case, it did just take one person. Yep. One person said, you know, no, I'm not going to get my finger scanned, and you can give me my money back if, that, if you think sure. that's the only way that's going to happen. And, um, you know, they, rest, they, they took him off the tent. Obviously, this isn't the first time. They had somebody who was uh, ready to take care of this. And then other people saw it, and they're like, hey, I don't want my fingerprint taken either. Right. So people are concerned with privacy. It's just that they don't know they can do anything about it. Right. And that's what we want to do here on Free Talk Live is be that dissenting voice for those of you around America and around the rest of the world that believe that uh, that all is lost, that believe that the government has become so large and so omnipresent and so just ginormous 
that you can't get away from it and that there's no turning things around, that there's no getting back to uh, small or, or, or no government at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you believe that that's impossible? Well, it's not. It is possible, and it's happening here with the Free State Project, which we'll talk about here in a little while. But I want to go back down to Florida, because that's where we used to live, and I don't actually physically want to go back there. I'm very happy here in New Hampshire, but I want to go there um, in thought and visit, uh, revisit a story that we talked about last year. Mark, what, uh, what's going on? Um, from the Sarasota Herald Tribune, John Coffrin won't spend any more time in jail for beating up two sheriff's deputies inside his house, striking one in the head with a taser gun he had took from, taken from the other. It said he took from the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Circuit Judge Brick DeFuria said uh, Coffrin's trial Tuesday that he doesn't condone the violence against the deputies, but Coffrin, 56, had a right to defend his family and property because the deputies had no right to be in Coffrin's house in the first place. So... It's. I don't condone the violence, but you had a right to it. So yeah. I don't really understand. I guess. I guess. I guess that's. Uh, that, that makes sense. Well, he didn't want to say it was a good thing for him to bash the crap out of the cops. You know, the cop, the law enforcement was responsible for the chain of events here, said DeFuria, and I think the situations like this, officers became so frustrated they go beyond what the law allows them to do. So the police overstepped their bounds and they got their butts kicked, and they wanted to incarcerate this guy over it. Let's recap though the story, as I recall. Let me see. This is just by my recollection. I may have something wrong. But they were uh, there were two cops. They were going to this house looking for this guy mm-hmm. for, and I think it was on a warrant of some sort. They were trying to serve civil papers. Actually. Civil papers. Okay, civil papers, so it wasn't yeah. even a warrant. So, so really, when you're serving civil papers, all you can really do is put them in the person's hand, and that's it. Right. If if they don't want to come to the door, they just can't come. They just don't come to the door. Right. So the wife answered the door, I believe, and she told them she she wasn't interested, or her, her husband couldn't make it to the door, he or was whatever Ill. it was. And uh, then the cops got a little bit pushy. She managed to close the door the front door, mm-hmm. and then she realized that the garage door was open because she saw these cops peep, peeping in the windows and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. She went and tried to close the garage door, and a cop stepped in the way, prevented the garage door from closing, and then a, then didn't she get into some sort of a scuffle with the cops? They tried to arrest her or something I like that? I can't tell you how. Um, I can't remember how that, that happened. It says... Uh Law enforcement was, uh, excuse me, the fight started when Coffrin heard his wife screaming in pain, went to the garage, and saw two deputies arresting her on the floor. The deputies were trying to serve Coffrin with civil papers that had been given five days earlier. They had entered the garage even though they did not have a search warrant or an arrest warrant. They arrested Coffrin's wife, Cynthia 50, on obstruction charges, mm-hmm. even though she had no obligation to follow their orders to bring her husband outside. The most critical... Um, Just a couple cops with an attitude. The critical fact, um, their way the officers around. broke the law by stopping the garage door from going down, then entering the garage, the judge said. A jury was picked uh, for trial Monday, but uh, the judge granted a motion by Coffrin's attorneys. And I mean, acquitted. they're trespassers at that point. They really were. And he, he, broke, he opens the garage door, the inside, the door to the house. He opens the garage door, steps into his garage, sees his wife being assaulted by the police, and then flew into a rage. And went and as you said, tasered one of the cops with the other with the and, other one's taser gun. And yeah, beat the beat the living daylights out of the guy. There was now, a female cop and a male cop, I believe. That he um, Coffrin did plead no contest to the remaining charge of taking a taser gun from one of the deputies during the fight. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's a charge of disarming an officer during a scuffle. Right. But they're on your property. But they dropped five of the six charges, they did. and then he got time served on the sixth. Right. So that's some good news. I mean, you when you report it's time this served to, eight days, Sarasota County Jail. When no you had probation. reported this to me, you had said the guy won. And I wanted to make it clear that he didn't win. All he did was win his court trial. Mm-hmm. He lost overall. Because whenever you deal with bureaucrats, you lose. 
In many cases, all you'll lose is a few hours of your time, having to respond to their requests and their demands and jump in through their case, hoops. In his case, a lot of court t- uh, time in court, eight time days in jail, in jail $358 for court costs. And he had to his, his wife being arrested and, right. uh, and uh, assaulted by the police. Uh, and then he got into a fight. So he lost in a number of ways. I just wanted to make that clear. He just stopped the damage. He stopped the hemorrhaging mm. of, uh, of his freedoms as best as he could. That's what happens when you deal with bureaucrats. You're uh, going to lose. It says here the two deputies testified about their injuries Tuesday. Three blows to the head with the butt of the taser gun knocked Lutz unconscious. Ha! That's uh, um, James Lutz. Apparently, yeah. Stacey Ferris Scumbag. wasn't that much trouble. Well, I'm, you know, he, he overstepped his bounds, and people do that. Got what he that. deserved, as Every, far as I'm concerned. Everybody oversteps their bounds at some time. I'm glad that the cops are, are, are okay, and I'm glad this guy's going home. I wish that it had I'm never taken... I'm shocked he won. Him. I'm shocked the guy won this. Well... I really am. I'm glad, I'm glad he did. I'm pleasingly shocked. 1-800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Hey, I said last hour I wanted to read a quote, and I think it's just so good it's worth reading, even though we're not even talking about the issue. Last hour we had, t- we had talked about the Washington, D.C. handgun ban that was struck down by an appeals court, mm-hmm. and I wanted to share with you what the mayor's response was. The mayor of D.C., Adrian Fenty, quote, we intend to do everything in our power to work to get this decision overturned. And in the meantime, we will vigorously enforce our handgun law. So isn't he just saying that he's in going to ignore this court order? Yeah, yeah the, high, um, the second highest court in the land. Forget him. Yep. Just to give you an example of who you're Checks and balances, with. baby. Right. What, what checks and balances? Judicial system? This guy doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's the mayor. He's going to do what he wants to do. What are they going to do? Bring him up on charges? Really? Are they? I don't think so. I, I wouldn't think so. Is this binding on him? You know, well, that's what they should not. do. They, they should, should just. They should just. You know, um, if, as soon as they try to enforce it the next time, they should bring the officers up on charges. Yeah, but who's going to do that? The D.C. prosecutor, the guy who's prosecuting the gun cases. Who, who's going to bring the charges? Well, the, the feds should T- send the FBI in, have them arrest the the cops. That'll happen. Anyway, I just figured I'd show you what the attitude was like of these bureaucrats. They don't care. They could give a flip what the uh, the court says. More on the way. This is your show. You bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net. Toll free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com. The place to go. All the features there are entirely free. Though uh, we do ask you voluntarily support the show. One way you can do that is by buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. We've got Free Talk Live hats and merchandise and uh, T-shirts, the classic DVD archive collector sets, all their store.freetalklive.com. How close are the philosophies of Nietzsche and the Nazis? Check out the fascinating new DVD by Stephen Hicks, available at Laissez-Faire Books. How did the Nazis come to power in the most educated and civilized countries in the country in the world? And was Nietzsche's philosophy the inspiration? Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. Laissez-faire books, that's lfb.com. We've sort of been talking about some court decisions here uh, over the show tonight, and according to that theme, here's another one for you. This one's not so good. We had a good one a few moments ago. This one, eh. In fact, really bad, actually. San Francisco, the Marijuana Policy Project, reporting a panel of ninth of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals today rejected medical marijuana patient Angel Rake's latest appeal, potentially sentencing her to death. 
Because Rake's doctors believe that medicinal marijuana is essential to her survival, she argued that for the government to deprive her of her medicine would violate the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which states that no person may be deprived of life without due process of law. Rake and her attorney, Robert Rake, will discuss the ruling and their planned appeal at a press conference whenever. Uh, The court has just sentenced me to death, said Angel. My doctors agree that medical cannabis is essential to my very survival, and the government did not even contest the medical evidence. Every American should be frightened by this ruling. If we don't have a right to live, what do we have left? Today's decision marks a disappointing setback for rational medical policy as well as fundamental constitutional rights in America, said Robert Rake, the attorney. We, might la- uh, we may ask the Supreme Court to review the case and may ask the District Court to review issues that the Ninth Circuit left unresolved. Last June, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, that Ra- ruled against Rake in a narrow decision declaring that the Commerce Clause of the Constitution permits the federal government to enforce federal marijuana laws even, if, even in states that permit medical marijuana use. That ruling did not consider medical necessity or right-to-life arguments, but in its majority opinion, Justice John Paul Stevens hinted strongly that the court would be receptive to such claims, acknowledging that respondents' strong arguments that they will suffer irreparable harm because, despite a congressional finding to the contrary, marijuana does have valid therapeutic purposes. Today's ruling is shocking, but it's not the end of the struggle, said Rob Campia, executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project and a self-proclaimed libertarian (laughs) in Washington, D.C. Quote, last June, legislation to end the federal government's war on medical marijuana in the 11 states where medical marijuana is legal received a record number of votes in the U.S. House of Representatives, and support has grown this year. This is literally a matter of life or death for Angel and thousands of other patients, and we'll keep fighting on both the legal and political fronts until every patient is safe, and uh, and I know they will. We actually saw um, Mr. Campia speak at the Liberty Forum, and and he was very good. Um, the, they're doing good work over at the Marijuana Policy Project. I'm more of a fan after seeing him speak um, than I was beforehand. And uh, it's just another sad, disappointing day in one of the courtrooms in America, where they're essentially telling this woman that you're screwed. You now, this can't is use a, pot. This is a U.S. court, right? Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, a panel rejected uh, Angel Rake's appeal, essentially telling her... I'm sort of surprised that the Ninth would do that, but okay. Essentially telling her, screw you, you're going to die now. You know, and, and, and they also said, screw the state, too, who yeah. um, says that it's okay for medical marijuana in, in well, that state. Well, it's the people in that state that voted on that. Yeah, got, screw them, too. Yep. You know, just everybody. You know, I, it amazes me that it... I haven't, haven't we talked about numbers like 85% of Americans support medical marijuana? Yeah, it's a, it's a significant statistic. There are a lot of Americans that are for this. Uh, you know, and, and, and you wonder, I mean, that with those kind of numbers, what do these uh, bureaucrats, what are they getting out of it? The ones that are continuing to support the status quo, you mean? Yeah. You've got to wonder about that, don't you? I mean, is it that the, the CIA wants to make money off of them? Is it uh, off the drugs? Is it Are that, they getting payments from the CIA? Are they getting payments from the black marketeers? Is it that, um, you know, they, they, that the black marketeers are so uh, thoroughly entrenched in our government? You know, they, they have so many people on the payroll that they don't want to see it go um, legit because then the black marketeers wouldn't make their money. And so there are all, billions of dollars being made. Are they all paid off that way? Are they? It doesn't make sense. Does are it? they all feel like some kind of brotherhood or kinship with their um, DEA brethren, their other, their, their fellow bureaucrats, and they don't want them to lose their jobs? I mean, what reason is it? That would be an excellent question to actually ask one of those uh, one of those elected officials. But they would have... lie, Ian. <laughs> but I, but but no one's ever asked them that question before. I just it'd be interesting to hear what their lie was. What well, their lie is is it's bad for people, and we we must protect them. 
but they, but it doesn't make sense. It flies in the face of uh, of how politicians normally work. Normally, they run out in front of parades, and there's definitely a parade for medical marijuana. I mean, if the statistics are even close to accurate, and I believe they are, that they've been uh, the, the studies have been done over and over again. Mm-hmm. A significant supermajority of Americans is for this. Politicians normally respond to that sort of thing. They normally say, "Yes, I've been wrong this whole time. I'm changing my mind. Please don't." Don't kick me out of office. Well, I mean, in, that's how they work. In this particular case, these are judges, and they can't be kicked out just by, um, you know, for those reasons. It's true. There, I don't know. So bad news there. Also, uh, over in Australia, here's some more anti-drug wars or anti-drug stuff. NSW Premier Morris Lemma, this is from news.com.au, and opposition leader Peter Debnam have condemned, quote, an absurd and disgusting plan to decriminalize drug use advocated by the Greens. Greens leader Lee Rhiannon said the plan's benefits outweighed the dangers of keeping drugs like ice, that's what they call uh, meth right. over in Australia, illegal, and that under the they current call it policy... That, they, call that, they call it that here, here sometimes, too. but yeah. rarely. Uh, they call it that out in California. It's under the Lemma government that we've had this huge increase in the use of drugs like ice, she said. Ms. Rennan, R- Rhiannon said her party was aware of the strong links between ice use and crime. Quote, the way to treat it is not locking people up. It's about having the program to get them off of it, says Ms. Rhiannon. Now... I have to agree. Now, treatment is certainly preferable to locking people in a jail cell, but I don't think we need to be forcing anyone to do anything. Uh, Mr. Debnam called for the resignation of any MP who supported the decriminalization of ICE, and Mr. Lemma this morning described the election policy as absurd and disgusting. But what I think is absurd and disgusting is the war on drugs. The war on drugs is absurd and disgusting in that it's resulting in locking our friends and family members up in jail cells for simply making the mistake of getting hooked on a substance. Mm. It's not a crime. They've not hurt anybody. Now, if they do actually go out and harm someone in, for instance, when they're trying to get the cash they need to buy the drugs, yeah, if you've actually harmed somebody, then, yeah, you should be punished for that. Sure. But if drugs were legal, then the prices would drop precipitously. They'd go down to their market levels is where they should be. So instead of paying $500 for a few grams of, of a product... You'll pay a few more, a few dollars instead of five hundred. Right. I mean, you know, there's there there are very few people getting robbed over um, cigarettes, which are addictive, like as addictive as any drug out there. And there's few people getting robbed or hurt over alcohol, which is, you know, I mean, there's there's parallels between two of these, the two of these, and you know, I just don't understand why people can't see that. People are getting robbed and hurt over crack. People are getting robbed and hurt over um, this crank, ice, or whatever you want to call it. Why? Why? They're so blinded. I, they must just be so blinded by the uh, the idea that they can help people by putting them into a jail cell. It doesn't make sense to me either. Their only thing they're helping is the bureaucracy under and, the, and the black marketeers. Under the plan, drug addicts would be treated for their dependence but not charged with a criminal offense, while dealers would be punished. We'll come back with a little bit more on this story and your calls as well. Dave in Montana, as well as Tim, your calls, 800-259-9231, War on Drugs, the War on Marijuana, or whatever's on your mind. This is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and the show is yours. If you take control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet8.net toll-free line awaits for you. It's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. Shrine of Female listeners included. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo, and we have put them on our website because we're proud of our lady listeners. And you can see what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Make yourself a part of it, ladies. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. You know, just as, a, uh, just as an aside on the kind of customer service they give, you know, we're sort of, you know, we, we, we sort of work with them. And Jason sent me some cigars. Hey, that's sweet. Very nice. All right. So was it your favorite kind? Um, well, nobody would send me my favorite kind because my favorite kind are cheap. He sent me really nice cigars. I see. But you only like your favorite kind. No, that it's... You told me the other night no, the that way, you will only smoke your favorite kind. No, no, kind. no. Then, then you misunderstood me. I smoke... Fine cigars, like anyone that smokes cigars um, I does. I mean, I enjoy them for a special occasion, that kind of thing. I'm only really satiated from a uh, nicotine standpoint by my cigars. Well, and what are your cigars? Uh, have a Tampa's. Have a Tampa's. So if you want to make Mark very happy. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, a box of them is like two fifty. They're like 50 cents. They're, they're drugstore cigars. I'm just saying. It'll make you happy, wouldn't it? If a box of Have a Tampa's showed up in our mailbox one day? I, I, I suppose. But, I mean, I, I'm going to go buy them anyway, so... All right. So, uh, all right. So thanks, Jason. 800-259-9231. Um, we're talking about an uproar, a controversy in Australia over the – apparently the Green Party there has put forward a plan of drug decriminalization. And as predicted, the drug warriors are coming out of the woodwork yelling loudly from their pulpits about how this is absurd and disgusting – and apparently, uh, the Green Party says, Ms. Rhiannon said there were more than 17,000 regular methamphetamine users and 14,000 dependent methamphetamines, uh, methamphetamine users in Sydney alone, and that the number was growing rapidly. She said what's needed are prevention initiatives that educate the target populations to the dangers of using the drug and effective and accessible treatment programs for dependent and addicted users. Mr. Debnam said it was an outrage! That a political party could support the decriminalization of a deadly drug. He said, quote, this drug is death to young people and it's an undermining a whole generation. Any elected representative who even suggests access to ice be made easier should take a good hard look at themselves and do the community a favor and resign. Hmm. Mr. Debnam also condemned Labour for doing a preference swap with a party that held such policies. Uh, the blah, blah, blah. Mr. Lemma accused the Greens of trying to score, quote, a cheap bit of publicity and said any MP who supported such a policy was completely out of touch with reality. Well, once again, you've got it exactly backwards. Right. They don't give su- any facts, by the way, on, on you know, wh- what they're saying. They're just, you know, foaming at the mouth. That's all they're is doing. Is that hyperbole? Is that the right word? I believe that's that? right. That does sound like, like the proper use of it. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so you want to talk about being completely out of touch with reality? These jerks. In the uh, the M- these MPs, I don't know what their parties are, Labor or whatever, or whoever they are, whatever, the big drug warrior people. You're completely out of touch with reality. Let me give you a quick reality check. People use drugs. People use meth. People use marijuana. People use alcohol. Yes, that is a drug. People use nicotine. People use caffeine. People use crack. People use cocaine. People use a little bit PCP here and there. But people use drugs, and they haven't stopped ever. Your laws haven't stopped them 
and they aren't going to stop them anytime soon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make it a death penalty to snort some ice. Go ahead. I, I, don't you you're think not going to stop them. You're not going to stop them. Don't you think that would uh, cut down a little bit more? I don't think so. No? No. I mean, the, the, the penalties are so I'm not saying it would be good. It would, it, it would, it would show what an awful um, thing that, that uh, the government is in this particular circumstance. But I think that some people would stop using it. It is hard. Maybe a few. But it's hard to it's hard to get any more draconian than the laws we currently have. We're putting drug users in jail for longer periods of time than rapists in some cases. Mm, it's true. You grow a few marijuana plants, you're going away for uh, some people have gone away for decades yeah. for that. So I mean, really, it's uh, it's crazy what's going on. So reality check: people use drugs; they haven't stopped because of your stupid laws. And all that your laws have done is driven the industry underground and put it in the hands of criminals. And they're the ones making the profits. The people who are profiting from the war on drugs are, cri- are criminal gangs and corrupt cops. And those of you politicians who uh, yell from your, your uh, podiums about your war on drugs to get, elect- to get reelected. So, reality check is, your laws have done nothing but make the situation worse. And if you don't agree with that, you're completely out of touch with reality. Let's go to the phones and talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. I think uh, you hit it all right there, man. Yep. <laughs> but uh, with the medical marijuana, I think you're up against the pharmaceutical industry and the insurance industry. See, they, it's like you inhale the smoke. The, non, the smoking Nazis don't like that at ah, all. Ah, I have the solution. So, Vaporizing. So, right, the vaporizer. And uh, But anyway, the medical thing is, I think, just uh, a delay. This is a plant that grows from the ground. Uh, we have certain unalienable rights given to us by our Creator, and this plant has 25,000 uses. Mm-hmm. It will feed you, clothe you, house you, make fuel for you. Hemp is an amazing product, and, it really. And, is. And, and right, it is from God. You know, He gave it to us. It, and when Noah got off the boat in Exodus. In uh, Genesis 9-3, he smoked a fatty? God says, <laughs> I give you all the green vegetation. Yeah. It, he, 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 he gave didn't it say to except us. pot. And, and uh, I, I'm just... If you believe in that. 25,000 uses. It provides the most nutrition in one little packet, the seed of cannabis. I think Wayne, uh, our, our Wednesday night co-host, actually eats the seeds. Right. You could, <laughs> Isn't you know, that bad for your appendix? They're... they're they're one of the most most nutritional food in one little package. You know, mm. the pharaohs kept it was found in the pharaohs' tombs. They wanted it to bring it to the next world with them. Mm-hmm. It's it's a plant that, like I say, feeds you, clothes you, houses you. That's why it's against the law. You think? You really think and that's what it the, is? The ones that are yelling the loudest are the ones making the money off of it, being against the law. Chasing it or or uh, selling it. It's true. Whatever. Whenever when you're, it's a great observation because whenever a legalization or even a medical um, initiative comes up on the ballot, the chiefs of police can always be counted on to trot themselves out and come out against it. And that's because they are worried about their budgets. They want to have big anti-drug budgets so they that can buy Mar- more guns and, and armored say, patrol vehicles and stuff. They say they give us our Marinol and stuff, but that stuff is you. Goes through the pharmaceuticals. They take out yeah. all the good, you know, the stuff that's going to make you feel better. Give you the pure drug thing of it that costs you about eight hundred for the month. Yeah, 
where, where you could just grow it in your yard. That's why they don't want it, because it, it's a simple thing that, that grows anywhere. You know, you're right, Dave. Back in the, in the history, and thank you for the call, in the history of marijuana, if you go and you look at the history of drug prohibition, specifically marijuana prohibition, there absolutely were industrial people, the, uh, you know, the big names. I think DuPont Down. was one of them. Uh, also, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, he was a little bit scared of the whole hemp paper after he'd invested in forests. Uh, there were a lot of people, movers and shakers, who had political connections, and they used those political connections to get marijuana outlawed, and thereby, by proxy, hemp outlawed as well. And they used the excuse of, well, it's being used by all those evil uh, black people. That's what they, uh, that was their excuse. Don't forget the Mexicans. Oh, yeah, and the Mexicans as well. And they're tempting your white daughters with them, is what they said. Seriously, this is the, these were the, the reasons they gave back then. And people fell right in line, and they outlawed it, and that's where we've been ever since. And it's insanity to have this product be illegal. It really is. Let's go to Tim in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Good show. Thanks. What's up? It kind of ties together. Okay. What do we have after that fruit? We always have candy. What's the deal with the New Hampshire tax on your candy? There's a there's a New Hampshire candy tax? Is it? Did they pass that? I heard rumors about it. I wanted to ask you guys about it. 50 cents a pound. What's the average bar size? Crap. Hang on, Tim. We'll bring it back. 800-259-9231. Mark, let's see if we can find something about this uh, candy tax here in a moment so we aren't caught entirely unawares. Your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. Sheridan in Texas and you as well if you make the call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the pack at 8.net toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features of the website. They're all completely free, and that does include the wiki. wiki.freetalklive.com. Over a 1,000 pages. Actually, almost 1,200 pages now. It just keeps growing. It's like a monster. You know, there's people working on it constantly. A monster of fun. You know, Senior Senior Grouchy Pants has his own page. He on, does now. Doesn't he does. He? Who's a, Senior Grouchy Pants? Senior Grouchy Pants is my uh, my 22 pound white hot ball of feline fury. If you want to see what uh, what a 22 pound cat looks like, you really should go to the Senior page at uh, at the wiki. How do people? Is it easy to find? Oh, I don't know. I, I would imagine it's somehow connected to link my... Link to your profile? Yeah, link to it. my page on there. I would think so. But, you know, there's there's a picture of me holding him with my hair, like, really messed up, and right. I'm, I'm working on my old house, so I look, I'm, I'm a terrible mess. But the cat is covering my entire chest, because he does. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. <laughs> and you were bigger at that time than you are Yes, now. I've lost a little weight. 1-800-259-9231. So enjoy the wiki. It's over there, and it's free at wiki freetalklive.com as we go back to the phones, uh, back to Tim in Montana. Now, Tim, you'd called in because you're concerned with a uh, forthcoming candy tax here in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, we did a little bit of digging during the break there, and it turns out that it's just a proposal at this point. But, Mark, can you summarize what uh, what's on the table here? Uh, a state legislator is proposing a new candy tax. Um, apparently, the Democratic, would you have guessed any different, Representative Catherine Mulholland of Grafton has proposed a, um, raising money for the state by putting a 50-cent tax per pound of candy, which would equal about five cents per candy bar. Um, this guy Dave Quinn, he own, uh, he's an employee of uh, Can Otis Chocolates in Manchester. As a candy maker and retailer, he would have to get multiple candy licenses, which would cost his store about 450 bucks, and his store would be required to buy candy stamps, um, candy tax stamps.
stamps that would be put on all candy. Um, costs would be passed along, of course. It's crazy. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, and this is, of course, for uh, it's funding education. It's for the children. Well, the, what's going on here in New Hampshire is that government is growing so large mm-hmm. that they're trying to come up with ways to fund it. Instead of thinking about cutting the size of government, uh, all these representatives are... C- coming up with new proposed taxes uh, that they can levy on people. And it's really sad, and that's why we need as many people to come here as part of the Free State Project as possible to uh, to head this off and, and turn the tide. Tim, what do you think? Well, you know, that's what my question was to you guys, because you know it's only going to take one state. You know, look at the HPV vaccine requirements. When you yeah, say it's only going to take one Texas. state, what do you, what do you mean? Well, I think if you guys wind up passing it, Others are going to follow suit. You know, the group hug. Yeah, true. Yeah, this, the bureaucrats you know, do I love guess, their taxes. I guess the one thing too is, are the cops? You know, when how much are these RFID chips or the powder? You know, right now they're going to go ahead and label it. But gosh, guys, that's costly. That RFID powder, the way that they're going to go, why not just dust it? It's going to make it a lot cheaper. And I guess uh, are the cops going to come when the kids have too much and they deem you an unfit parent? Who knows, man? It's it's a scary uh, it's a scary world out there. And, and well, it'll I be think... tax on medical candy pretty soon, won't it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's right. Is that you um, know? This hey, is going the... back to what you said earlier, I wrote this down. And get this: if we don't have a right, you know, or privilege on a parental sense to candy, then what do we have left? That'll be the kids' motto. <laughs> Maybe this will be the last straw. You know, hey, it'll be a great way to get kids on board with the Liberty Movement, because oh, I mean, yeah. 50 cents on a pound, you can go and buy a pound of candy for a buck or a buck, you know, a buck 50, and that's, I mean, that's really a 50, you know, 25%, 50% tax in some well, cases. I, well, exactly, guys. I mean, I don't, re- I don't know about you guys, but you know, when I was a kid and I had a buck or a couple bucks in my pocket, I could have my spokes still spinning underneath an oak tree somewhere and eating an Abba Zabba, but you know, it's going to be where the kids are lucky to pull off a half of one anymore. Anyway, thanks, thanks for the for call, the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He he. Thanks for he said thanks for the call on that one. <laughs> Unusual. <laughs> well, he he wanted to talk about it. I think he's got a point. Is you know this is one of the directions this whole anti-smoking, anti um, you know pro-health kind of legislation yeah. that's out there can go. Is you know now let's put a tax on candy. We need we need funds for education. We need a tax on candy. This one, not going to make it. Um, it's being supported by a, a very fringe group of Democrats. And as a matter of fact, it's. It doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. Well, they're claiming that they're bringing it up to start a dialogue about taxes. Well, that's, that's probably true. And, uh, you know, I hope we do have that dialogue hey, about here's taxes. Your, here's your dialogue about taxes. Take your taxes and shove them where the shun, sun don't shine. Sounds good to me. Hey, I've got a little bit of good news for you, Mark. There have actually been, uh, again, once again on this courtroom sort of theme that we've had throughout the evening tonight. This one's from, of all places, Salt Lake City. And you might find it a little bit surprising, this particular ruling coming out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to KSL.com, huge radio and television station out there, the odor of burning marijuana didn't justify... KS, now, now, KSL is uh, anytime a television or radio station has... Uh, three letters. Three letters. You know that that station was, uh, you know, it's, it was given its license before 1939. Um, chances are very good that this is one of those... Big wattage. Um, it serves a lot of people. You know, just a little inside industry thing. That's like yeah. KSL um, was a huge AM talk station, mm-hmm. um, and now they flipped over and they're uh, they're simulcasting on FM as well. So KSL is sort of one of the 
the the leaders in the FM talk sort of revolution, if mm-hmm. you will, which I think is exciting. Uh, anyway, so here's their uh, their report. Apparently, the odor of burning marijuana didn't justify a search of a central Utah trailer without a warrant. Wow! Said the Utah Supreme Court on Friday. Police officers broke through the door of a trailer in Carbon County in April 2003 because they believed the suspects were eliminating evidence by smoking it. <laughs> the court, however, said there was no sign that Bernadette Duran knew authorities were around. Quote, more significantly, there's no indication that the law enforcement officers engaged in any effort, much less a reasonable one, to reconcile their needs with the demands of personal privacy. The court said in a four-to-one decision, the Supreme Court upheld a ruling by the Utah Court of Appeals. The case originated with a judge in the 7th District Court in Price who had refused to throw out evidence police seized guns and drugs. Oh, hallelujah, said the Duran's attorney, Samuel Bailey, said this is good news. Duran and three other defendants pleaded guilty to drug charges, although her uh, conviction was conditional and thrown out after the appeals court declared the seizure illegal. Thank goodness. He had feared the Supreme Court would rule against Duran, giving police more authority and diminishing privacy rights. The ruling will change things, said Bailey. They pay attention, officers do. They read the case law, and they know when they will get overturned. The dissenter on Utah's highest court was Associate Chief Justice So-and-so, who said this was not a close call that would require a search warrant. Protecting the rights of citizens does not necessarily require the handcuffing of police. (gasps) Oh, boo-hoo. The poor police officers can't use their noses anymore. Thank goodness. The Utah Attorney General's office, which took the case to the Supreme Court, didn't bother returning a phone call seeking comment. (laughs) Imagine they didn't. In the decision written by Justice Ronald Nehring, the majority expressed concern the police might feel empowered to enter a house to check if minors were drinking alcohol or search an 18-year-old for cigarettes, both without warrants. If, for instance, you can just say, I smell marijuana in that trailer. Let's right. kick in the door. Then you can just say whatever you want. Oh, well, I smell booze on your breath, so we're going to run a DUI check. We're going to run a uh, a check on you. Or I smell s- cigarette smoke, so I'm going to pat you down and search you for cigarettes, young man. I mean, this is just, it's police state mentality gone to an extreme. And thank goodness the Supreme Court in the state of, uh, or in the Utah area, had uh, had the sense to reject this. Well, you know... I don't know what I think about this entirely. I, I agree. I agree with the police officer in this particular circumstance. What do you mean? I mean that um, you know a, a cop should be able to use all of his senses to find a criminal. But uh, no. Yes. There's no crime being Look, committed here. If I if, if if I smell if I see blood on somebody's shirt, am I not allowed? Is is that not probable cause to no, you know, investigate not. them in no, some way? It's not unless you actually have that. That might be a reasonable suspicion, but you it's know, not okay. a probable cause. There's a guy. There's a guy with a machete, a bloody machete, and, a, and blood spatters <laughs> all over his shirt, and I'm investigating a murder in his neighborhood. That'd be a little different. Oh wait, 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 wait though. I'm you know I mean cops are always on the lookout for people breaking laws Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you smell marijuana um now i i think that marijuana should be legal but it seems as long as it's illegal you support the cops just being able to harass anybody that they claim they smell marijuana on i support cops being able to do police work that's all i think that this isn't police work this is shoddy crap this is the same crap though that um that the illegal aliens people uh pull they say well what about the, the welfare they're getting all the welfare ian no cops should be able to do police work and your our problem is with the drug laws. So you're supporting the police being able to kick in somebody's door because they smell smell pot coming out of it as long as no, pot's illegal? No. I, what are you talking about then? I'm telling you that cops should be able to use all their senses to um, t- to solve crimes. That's all. 
So as long as pot is illegal, they should be able to kick people's doors in. That's what pot shouldn't be illegal. But it is, and as long as it is illegal, you're no, supporting that. No, but it that. shouldn't be illegal. Well, I understand Ian. that, That's Mark, all. But it shouldn't is. be illegal, and cops should be able to do police work. Let's attack the problem here. But the while problem pot is, is illegal, that pot is illegal. I understand that. But while pot is illegal, police should not be able to kick down people's doors because they think they smell marijuana coming pot from somebody's house. Pot shouldn't be illegal. You can keep repeating that, and I'll keep agreeing with you. The point is, cops shouldn't be doing what they're doing. They, and they're, they can claim up and down they smell pot. Maybe they didn't smell pot. Maybe they just saw you, didn't like the way that you looked, and said they smelled pot. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you for access to their sites. We do it for free, freetalklive.com. We'll start things out by going straight to the calls. Sheridan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Sheridan. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind? You're on the amplifier line. What's up? First of all, I just wanted to mention I really like the new webcam. I've been watching you guys while I've been on hold. Congratulations. Yes, I, I didn't even mention that yet tonight. Uh, we did reach, I, was, I guess I was holding it for when I was going to talk about AMP, but uh, the AMP program did reach its $2,500 per month milestone today. And as promised, uh, we went ahead and released publicly the Free Talk Live webcam. So you're an amplifier, Sheridan, so you had access to it for several weeks in advance as we were in the testing phase. But now the uh, now the studio cam, as it is being called, is available to everyone. And it is easily accessible by going to cam, C-A-M, dot freetalklive.com. So what's on your mind? Well, I'm actually a software developer, and so the daylight saving time change has affected me quite a bit personally. Really? And um, it's, you know, uh, from a software perspective, if you have software that relies on that, you have to make changes to that software. So, um, you know, personally, I've spent about eight hours working on things, and there are three other people in my company that have worked on it. Um, However... What really interested me, I've been reading a lot of news stories about it as well since it impacted me personally, and I read this news story talking about how originally the proposal was to make it two months extension instead of, uh, right now they extended it three weeks at the beginning and one week at the end. They wanted to do a month on each side. You're talking about how the government changed around daylight savings time. Exactly. They added three weeks to the beginning of daylight savings so that we moved our clock forward three weeks earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're not going to move our clock back to the real time until a week later than we used to. Gotcha. Okay. What got me is they originally said they wanted to add a month to either end, but they had too many protests from farmers who complained that such a drastic change would adversely affect their livestock, especially dairy cows. Now, why would dairy cows even know what time it was? They don't. What? That's, okay, if you think about it, what this means is... There are a lot of people that think that Congress is really changing time. Yeah, I guess they do. I mean, because dairy cows don't have any idea what time it is, and you just have to read, um, you know, just know when the sun comes up. Reconnoiter your schedule around them. Um, Yeah, the sun has not changed based on what Congress has done. So these farmers were concerned that Congress was going to move the sun in the sky. 
Right. Well, Stop they were the concerned that it was going to affect the schedules of the dairy cows, and they wouldn't adjust well, apparently. Wow. Incredible. Just amazing. Sheridan, thanks for the call. We really appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. 800-259-9231. What do you say to that? It really just, I guess, is a reflection on the fact that uh, we, uh, uh, American people are really raised with this, uh, this mentality that government is all-powerful and really can apparently control the universe. It's, n- it's just not so. 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, what do you say to that? Hello, the sun rises and sets whenever it darn well pleases. And the cows, and we, we and cows physics, don't have watches. Physics has pretty much sort of fi- figured it out. Science has figured, pretty much figured out this whole rotation of the earth and the axis and uh, rotating around the sun and all that. We've pretty much got it down pat. Uh, and I think the cows I've got to say I'm kind of happy right. about how much, uh, because I generally don't wake up before 6 a.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as early as these people. I do a show till 10 o'clock at night and don't get to sleep usually till 1 or 2. Right. So I don't see the sun in the morning, so however early it rises doesn't matter to me. But I like it staying up later, but, you know, the, the, I, I don't think we need Congress for this. This no. is something that would handle itself. Right, and I don't think the cows really care. <laughs> no, they don't. 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll free line for you. Mark, you've got a story about a rapist. In 20 years, this is what happened. This is an odd case, but often case law is devi- decided by odd cases. Um, not that this is going to have any great uh, case law, but there's there's some issue, there's an issue in here. A man who sexually assaulted a University of Virginia student in 1984 and apologized to her two decades later as part of the Alcoholics Anonymous program. He was sentenced to 18 months in prison Thursday. Wow. William Beebe, uh, 42, pleaded guilty in November. To That's one- not rape. That's sexual assault. That's there's a difference, right? Um, it, it depends on the state and okay. what they decide to call it. Gotcha. Um, it, essentially, it is though, right? I mean, you know, he it's had, unwanted. I mean, it sounds like unwanted sexual behavior, but I don't know. I think rape usually involves intercourse, I, right? Some sort of penetration factor, whereas a sexual assault uh, may just simply be no. This this is involved intercourse. Okay. 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 Um, and and he was uh, one count of aggravated. Strange they didn't call it rape. Okay. Um, okay. It, aggravated sexual battery is rape. Gotcha. Um, aggravated sexual battery actually means that there's some kind of weapon involved, but I don't know what that means exactly. Hmm. It doesn't it doesn't mention anything about a weapon in here. Um, <clears throat> he he was given a ten year prison sentence, but all but eighteen months was uh, was suspended. So the case uh, was uh, revived in two thousand and five after BB wrote. Uh, Sakuro, that's the victim, a letter of apology and an attempt to make amends for the s- assault. BB42 of Las Vegas originally was charged with rape and uh, sexual uh, uh, and and ob- object sexual penetration and could have faced a sentence of life in prison if convicted. But in November, he entered a plea agreement with prosecutors and ple- pled guilty to a lesser charge of aggravated sexual battery. Prosecutors have recommended a sentence of two years in prison. Um, obviously, he got pretty much 18 months. The plea agreement was reached after investigators uncovered new information suggesting Sakura was attacked by more than one person that night. And I'm thinking that this is probably the reason he got time, if anything, or whatever, is because apparently he's not helping. Um, authorities hope BB could help them in their investigation, but no additional arrests have been made. BB was um, is free on bond. Sakura 40 of Greenwich, Connecticut, was given a drink at the party that made her feel strange. Mm-hmm. She later passed out, leaving her memory hazy. She said she vividly recalls being attacked by BB, but was um, also had a vague impression she'd been assaulted by other members of the fraternity. 
In 2005, Bibi wrote Sakura a letter of apology as part of an AA's um, recovery program whose ninth step calls for alcoholics to make amends to those who they have harmed, unless doing so would cause further injury, apparently so, to themselves yeah. or not so to themselves. So if he hadn't have written this letter of apology... It he been, never would have gone to jail. Right. Basically, he, he said, I'm sorry for raping you 20 years ago. Um, and it, he went to jail for 18 months for it. And I can't say that I condone what this guy did. But, of course not. It's uh, you know, despicable. It, it is despicable. But it was 20 years ago. And he basically implicated himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did so in an attempt to apologize to the person whom he had harmed. He didn't have to do this. He was trying to do the right thing. He was, try- he was trying to do the right thing. And uh, I don't like the idea of punishing people for doing the right thing. That mm. bothers me. Um, Sakuro eventually called the Charlottesville police, rep- um, police to report what happened. There's no statute of limitations on uh, you know, felonies in Virginia. Uh, she said that uh, basically she's... Uh, Let's see. She says she was has forgiven Bibi for assaulting her. Said no uh, apology is no substitute for punishment. The attack changed her life dramatically. She said, and she deserves to finally see justice served. Sakura went public with her name and story, hoping to lead other sexual assault survivors to seek help. She launched Stars Sisters Together, assisting rape survivors to raise money for rape victims and their families. Yeah, I have a good question for you. Yeah. You kind of mentioned the twenty years as though you know, okay, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. The man's changed. And so he should be given a cut a break because of that. My question is, well, at how many years should the break be cut? Like I, I a year later. What, what if a year later the guy uh, he rapes the girl? A year later he realizes he's really sorry for what he did, and he writes her an apology letter. Then, right? Uh, what should the differential in punishment be from a year to twenty years? I'm with you, and um, I, I'm I'm I understand completely what you're saying. The system has no eyes, it has no ears, it has no emotions, it has no thinking brain. Right, okay? It just has rules. It yeah. just churn, grinds them up and spits them out. Right. So um, they're not, it's not really able to differentiate. How about this for a punishment? 20 years later, the judge, uh, you know, I think that she should have done this, but, you know, sometimes you aren't in complete, uh, you know, you can't think of, you can't think of everything at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she would have been better off by saying um, either A, accepting his apology and, and, and going on, or B, I think that this is a little better, maybe demanding some money as recompense. Sure, um, yeah, Hey, I've got the STARS uh, Sisters Together Assisting Rape Survivors. I want you to uh, donate a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or whatever right. to stars or i'm gonna you know turn this over to the police or i want you to assist a thousand hours at a rape crisis center in las vegas and i want you know i want proof that would be a lot more useful right than now 18 what's the months point in, in taking this guy who's hasn't done any you know, apparently hasn't committed any crimes in the last 20 years putting him in jail for 18 months just gonna lose his job and make his life hell and That's we all have to pay for it I like the idea of the Rape Crisis Center. I like that one. Because then he's actually doing something. Right, he, that, could, he that could actually help somebody. More's on the way. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want, 1-800-259-9231. That's the packet, 8.net toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, just go and download it. It's right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. In fact, not only do we have uh, the, the last six shows easily clickable and downloadable, but we've got an entire year's worth of shows in torrent file format. It's all for free right there on the front page of the site, freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. 
Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust. They also do corporations and limited liability companies. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. Quick update. Uh, I asked earlier in the show about what happened in Concord. We started out, Puke had called in. Uh, one of our listeners had gone up for the first time. He's a relatively new mover here to the Free State Project. He'd moved. He'd gone up to Concord and uh, was attending a variety of different hearings on different bills today. There was one that he went to that he, or there was one that he didn't make it to that I was curious about. So Dennis had emailed in with the details on the fully informed jury bill, which essentially is going to, if passed, will require all judges in the state of New Hampshire to actually fully inform juries and tell them that not only are they allowed to judge the facts in the case, but they're also allowed to judge the law itself. So, for instance, if there's a a drug dealer, a a marijuana dealer on the stand, for instance, and uh, they're on trial and you don't agree with the war on drugs, you could very well say not guilty based on the fact that you think the law sucks. And uh, that would be an awesome bill to go through. I'm not so sure. If you're sitting on that jury and, um, you know, it's a a guy who's... uh beating uh, who's beating up a gay guy because he was gay and you should and and you feel like uh gay people are bad you can say that that law is wrong gay people deserve to die you could do that it, that's it, obviously the other side of the coin yeah but, Fiji, uh, Fiji, you know i mean um the whole fully informed jury it, it's a double-edged sword i'll take i'll take that though i'll take that risk because then we can start saving people who uh don't deserve it from spending time in jail and if if there's actually somebody who's harmed another person then maybe some vigilante justice will happen oh great that person gets out all right, so here's what happened. Uh, FIJA apparently is put up every year, and every year the Judicial Committee dismisses it as the work of a clique of radical libertarians among the, uh, the Republicans. This time, though, about 30 people showed up out of the blue in a room where it's unusual for more than five to six members of the public to attend. So it was packed. By the way, this was about half of the people that they had at the State House today. Most of the rest were at the gun bill hearing, which was still going on at the same time. So looks like things are uh, are going well. Some of our people, including uh, Rocket Man Matt Simon, who is in in charge of the New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense on marijuana policy, as well as Phil Griazzo, the the head of New Hampshire Normal, they both testified in favor of the Fiji bill. So looks like some positive momentum. Uh, it, it seems likely to me that if uh, if this were to get passed, um, that in most circumstances it would be used for good things like. You know, marijuana laws. Let's go across the pond to Richard, uh, way across the pond in Australia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. G'day, guys. G'day, uh, sir. In our, g'day. <laughs> in uh, hour two, you were talking about the Premier of New South Wales in, in uh, Australia and his stance against the Green Party proposing some legalisation of drugs. Yeah, he was really frothing uh, at the mouth over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they get themselves in a the ladder. Just as a, uh, an aside with that, it's interesting that one of the senators, Fred Nile, who's a, who's a happy clapper... Um, what is a happy mean? clapper? A, 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 a Pentecostal Christian. I see. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he's actually wanting all the New South Wales MPs to be random drug tested, and he has proposed that the first group that should be drug tested is the actual Greens Party who is proposing this uh, mm. legalization of drugs. What a jerk. He is. He is a jerk. And look, I just I, I wanted to point out for, obviously, uh, over here in uh, Australia, there's, a, there's a, a few things that were actually influenced by with America. You see this, this drug war uh, spreading to the UK, spreading to Australia and many other Western civilizations. Sure. And I just wanted to urge 
people out there who are listening to you live or your podcasts to consider just signing up for the Amplify program. It's only a few bucks a month and it's something that you know that you can physically do to actually promote liberty in a country that has a lot of political effect on the rest of the, the Western nations. It's you may true. not be wanting to yeah, you may not be wanting to, to move, but you can put your hand on your heart and say, Well listen, at least I'm giving giving it a go and doing something constructive and putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah, making something happen. And we are making something yeah. happen. Uh, we are getting on more radio stations as a result of those AMP dollars, and that is spreading the word of freedom. And in, in, yep. inevitably, once uh, enough people catch wind of this idea, this whole radical liberty idea, uh, then it'll become popular, it'll get to uh, the point of saturation, it'll become cool to be on the side of liberty, and the ideas will spread yep. even faster at that point, and that absolutely will have an effect on the rest of the world, especially if we can actually get a free market area, a laissez-faire area like uh, like New Hampshire, uh, to to once again be the beacon of liberty to the rest of America and the rest of the world. It'll it'll it'll. I was reading this excellent book. I finally finished it. I've been reading it for a year. I've just been so slow at it. The Market for Liberty, yeah. highly recommended. There's a great sort of vision chapter towards the end of the book where they talk about what it would be like in the rest of the world if one area, if just one country, or in this case New Hampshire, were to go complete laissez-faire, were to go total free market, what sort of an effect that would have on the rest of the world. And uh, the suggestion was really stunning. I mean, basically... That unless you're living in North Korea where you couldn't possibly find out what was going on in the rest of the world, if you found out what was going on and you discovered that these people were having the best possible lifestyle they could have, the most wealth of all of the countries in the world, uh, it, yep. would be un- it would be undoubtable, it would be irrefutable that uh, liberty it's would be the way to go. Yeah, it's naturally attractive to people to sit. Freedom is naturally attractive to people. Right, and it might light the fire underneath people in those other countries to get them to demand that same freedom for themselves as well. It's just putting the idea into people's heads. It's so critical. Hey, Richard, while we've got you on the line here, some news out of Sydney for you. An Australian court said recently a Sydney couple should stop smoking in their apartment if the smell upsets the neighbors. The Sunday Telegraph reported that Chris May and Linda Croshen decided to move instead of abide by the city's court, uh, city court's order. Neighbors had complained that smoke seeped through the walls and under doors from the couple's apartment. They were ordered to refrain from allowing smoke to enter other apartments, even if it meant not smoking. So now you've got in Australia, the anti-smoking zealots have invaded people's houses. It's uh, their apartment buildings. It's already begun. Uh. It's, it's, it's crazy, and you just uh, feel like a, a pariah, a leper here, because I, mean, I don't, don't uh, mind having the odd ciggy ma- myself, but you, know, you get the, you know, the, the, the pathetic little, little coughs and the, uh, you know, the, the unwarranted advice from people, and you think, well, just, just bugger off and leave me alone. Do they do that? People walk by you and they'll, they'll oh, cough? People do that. Yep. Yep, yep, I have people who decide that, um, and oftentimes overweight people, and look, I'm not svelte myself, but you're thinking, you're there telling me how to be healthy and how to live my life, turn around and have a look in the mirror. Yeah, put down the Big Mac. Thanks for the call, Richard. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Always good to hear from him. Love, love getting those accents on there. <laughs> Anti-smoking activists said they'll campaign for similar court judgments. But a spokesbureaucrat for, uh, not a spokesbureaucrat, but a spokesman for the ACLU in Australia told the Sunday Telegraph the decision might be unfair. Would a vegetarian make a complaint about someone cooking meat on their barbecue next door because they didn't like the smell? 
Slippery Slope, 800-259-9231. But this is showing you where these smoking laws are going. They are coming into your house next, smokers. Look out. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net, toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the updates. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, we'll clue you in if you're on the updates list. And you can get on it by going to updates.freetalklive.com. It's free, like everything else is on our website, updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And, you know, Mark, the revolution really is afoot, isn't it? Uh, we just had uh, one of our uh, fr- friends come back from a trip to Concord, and he was telling us he was just uh, very excited about everything that was going on up there. Uh, Dennis Goddard reported that there were at least 80 free staters up there um, taking action today. Now, can you imagine this for just a moment? When I went to the um, the Libertarian Party of Florida right. convention, there were maybe 70 to 80 people there a few years the ago whole state of Florida. from the entire state of Florida with millions and millions of people there. And I, n- there's never been any sort of activism where those 70 people actually went and did something. They just sat around a room and had a convention. These people are out there on the streets in the state capitol doing things for freedom. It's and even, awesome. Even more, um, yeah, that they are. And even more exciting is these people are coming back. They're excited about what's going on. They see things happening. How many times have you done anything um, for freedom? How many times have you done anything for for liberty and 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 been happy about the results? Yeah, it's usually just fallen on I deaf mean, ears. When it, when it comes to libertarian stuff in any place besides new hampshire you're just getting your butt handed to you every single time i mean you might go out and make the showing as you as you should but what are they getting done in other states you can't there's just not enough of people who care it's happening here yeah and there's only a handful where people care not only do people care but it's already begun and it's only just started we are on the very beginning cusp of this Mm mm-hmm I mean, we—it's hard to even envision where this is going to be in five years. I'm—I'm I'm amazed by it, honestly. I'm it's amazed. really exciting. Aren't you glad you came when you did, Mark? Because you know, the fact is, Free Talk Live coming here early gave more people the incentive to come here yeah, early. It's, it's making it happen sooner, that's yep. for sure. More people are coming here because Free Talk Live is here, because other people are coming here sooner. The more early movers we can get to get active, the more early movers we'll have, the faster we'll get to liberty. It's Let's true. do it together. FreeStateProject.org. Well, this is just an amazing story. Syphase emailed this in to me. Tidy tape exercise is madness, according to the BBC. Yeah, you won't believe this. This is bureaucracy to an extreme. Black tape has been put on civil servants' desks to show them where to put their pens. What? The pilot exercise at national insurance offices in Longbenton, North Tyneside, this is in the UK, is part of a drive to encourage staff to tidy their desks. The Public and Commercial Services, PCS Union, claimed the scheme was costing £7.4 million nationally and branded it demeaning and demoralizing. This is what they're arguing about. They're arguing about 
the bureaucracies spending money on putting tape on people's desks. Yeah, whether or not they should be putting tape on bureaucrats' desks. HM Revenue and Customs said it was in line with workstation training. The exercise is part of the lean program brought in by the consultants Unipart, which has already seen public sector workers told to clean their, uh, clear their desks of personal items. The customs spokesperson said, quote, part of the lean processing is to clear the workspace and only keep essential items at hand. This is in line with the workstation ergonomics training that all of our staff receive and complies with the display screen requirement, display and, screen equipment And people say governments waste money. The markers on desks are used to demonstrate that it's much better to work in a tidy work environment where everything has its place. Staff involved have confirmed they prefer the tidier workspace. But a PCS spokesperson said the tape idea illustrates the madness of the lean project. The scheme is demoralizing and demeaning. Staff know how to order their desks themselves. We had a situation in some offices in Scotland where staff were asked, is that a banana on your desk, or is that banana on your desk active or inactive? Meaning, were they going to eat it? If not, it had to be cleared away. Hmm. The scheme is being implemented a month after Tony Blair outlined measures to save $2 billion by cutting red tape. God, I'm glad that these politicians are uh, finally uh, taking control of the situation. 7.4 7.4 million pounds is God. being spent to encourage people to put their pens in one specific spot on their desks. Just ludicrous. Now, you've worked in a few offices in your time, Mark, as have I. I've never had a clean desk. Um, there are a variety of different desk statuses around the office. Some mm-hmm. have cleaner desks than others. Sure. But yet, for some reason, the work manages to get done here in the private sector. Some reason, even though there are five pictures of family members on one person's desk, they still manage to find their inbox. It just doesn't matter, though. I mean, it's just so it, it's so ludicrous that they would be spending this kind of money on on this nonsense. I don't know. It's just a perfect example. I got an idea. Let's fire them all. I'd love that if only we could. But it, nonetheless, it's a perfect example of how just absolutely absurd this government is. And when I say this government, I mean every government around the world. What they consider a priority. And, and I guess at least they weren't spending the $7 million on bombing people, but nonetheless... Well, they spent, spent plenty on that. Nonetheless, they still did force people uh, to... They extracted that money from people by force, and then they proceeded to spend it on putting pieces of black tape on people's desk. I mean, how absurd can you get? And how laughable is what it is. 1-800-259-9231. In other news... Or another email news, at least. Honolulu Mike emails in. Aloha from Oahu. I'm on the podcast diet, so I'm a bit behind. Better late than never. Recently, you were discussing a case where the state of Texas came in and forced medical treatment on a young lady with cancer. I agreed with your analysis. It was egregious on many levels. The discussion did get me thinking on whether or not the situation is uh, this, on whether or not there is situation where I feel the government has the right to step in to force treatment. And he says, I believe that there is. Now, you know, this, I, I must say that it, um, I can get stuck on this, too. Well, it's a very emotional issue. Mm-hmm. It has to do with people's health. And in this case, it has to do with the health of children. And in case you don't recall, the case we were talking about was a young lady who I believe was 13. She had some sort of a cancer issue. She did not want to get uh, the treatment that the court had stepped in and mandated right. that she get. Nobody seems to want this uh, chemotherapy. It, it, it's just terrible stuff. Um, but, you Her know, parents my, wanted to try an alternative option. They both, wanted to try both my grandmother and my father essentially sh- chose death over taking chemotherapy. As should be their right to choose. Um, however, this is an, an underage person, and so the government stepped in and said, well, 
since your parents don't want you to have this chemo and you don't want to have the chemo, we're going to do what's right, according to the government, according to the doctors, and force you to have the chemo. And I, and we pretty much, I think we both were on the same side on this one, Mark. We came out and said yeah. this is wrong. I mean, this little girl is saying uh, for herself, she does not want this. She wants to try other options. She wants to try, you know, the naturopathic style remedies instead of the chemo. Mm-hmm. She should be free to make that choice. I, it's her life. I have life. to agree. So, if the parents decide with the child uh, that that's what they want to do, great. So Mike says, in my own little worldview, I think that I've heard you express a similar idea. Government should only, in a perfect world, be there to protect us against crimes where life or property is involved. Well, that's more of Mark's little worldview, uh, because I don't think you can count on government to protect you from anything. <laughs> in other words, do what you want as a functioning adult, but actions which cause damage to life, property, or liberty are crimes. A simple overview, to be sure, but good enough for this point. So, now we have an example. A religious couple who believe medicine is a sin, and there are people like that. Sure. And that God can and will heal their child. The child, let's say, is five years old and has been brought up in this mindset as a young voice and will easily echo the God will heal me ethos. The child gets sick. A medicinal procedure or drug can save this child, but the parents refuse. Well, is it, this it, not a crime against the child's life? It's, um, there's a jump in logic here. It, you're assuming that the medicinal uh, pr- procedure will, in fact, save the child. But the fact is... It's da- it's inherently dangerous, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Drugs, uh, you know, people are. Uh, I I don't can't tell you how many people in America, but a whole bunch of people in America are killed every single year by legally prescribed prescription drugs that are it's taken true. in accordance with the doctor's orders. I believe that's over a hundred thousand. Then they die from, you know, proper medical care. But let's presume, for the sake of argument, for the for the sake of his point, let's presume the medical procedure we can, in question. We can presume that, but it's not it's not a, it's not I, fair. I know, I know, but just for the sake of the issue, yeah. let's presume the medical procedure is 100% going to save this person's life, but they have a religious objection to it. Let's flesh this out here in moments. 800-259-9231. The question is, is it a crime against the child's life to not have that procedure performed? More on the way. Your answers as well if you've got them. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, 1-800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features completely free that we do ask that you voluntarily support the show, like over 340 of our listeners have decided to do. Uh, actually, I think it's over 350 now. In our AMP program, it stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is simple. If you like the show, and you like the fact that we give you all the features on the website for free, then voluntarily step up, join AMP, and send us 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking. Now, some of our amplifiers are sending 5 bucks a month, because they want to. It's, it's up to you. Uh, but $3 is what we're asking for. It's less than the price of a cup of coffee. And it goes a long way for us. You might think to yourself, $3? Well, that's not going to do anything. You can't do anything with $3. Well, we can if a bunch of people give us $3, which is what's happening. In fact, AMP has uh, recently eclipsed, as of today, $2,500 per month. That's what we have coming in from our listeners. And it makes a huge difference for us because it allows us to do a variety of things that get us on more radio stations and get more people listening online. We're advertising in radio industry publications like Talkers Magazine. 
We've got uh, internet advertisements going on to get more internet listeners on board with the show. We just hired Hakeem Draper, uh, a professional affiliate relations guy, to handle uh, contacting the radio stations in this country. We've uh, let's see, we've got uh, we've got talk radio conventions that we go to. All of these things are funded by AMP dollars, and they're things that we wouldn't be able to do without your help. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program and get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about healthcare. And it, it's in reference to a story we talked about probably two months ago, or a month and a half ago. And the story was a young lady who is approximately 13 years old, has cancer, and doesn't want chemo. But a court said, you've got to have it. A court ordered this young lady to have chemotherapy, a treatment which she very clearly says she does not want. And it made very it was very clear on this show, at least our opinions were that you know this is her business, it should be between her and her fam her family, her parents. Her parents don't want it, she doesn't want it. Case closed. Yeah. But Mike from Hawaii has written in saying that he believes there are some circumstances where the government should step in and indeed force children into certain types of medical treatment. So to simply recap his uh his theoretical hypothetical situation. We have a five-year-old child uh, being bra- uh, raised by a religious couple that believes that medicine is a sin. There are religions that believe this. They mm-hmm. will not go to hospitals. If they get sick, they'll either survive it on their own or they'll die. Okay, That's how it works. And so he says that the child has a young voice, can be brought up under this mindset, and will easily echo the God will heal me eth- uh, ethos. Especially at five. The ch- yeah. The child gets sick. A medical procedure or drug can save this child. And as you pointed out, these procedures are dangerous, but we're, for the sake right. of argument, saying that the procedure can save the child. Okay. But the parents refuse. Is this not a crime against that child's life? Okay. Um, is, it, is it permissible um, to you that uh, parents decide to kill their five-year-old child? Just, you know, saw its head off slowly. I think that's, uh, that's, that's absolutely wrong. Okay. That's terrible. Now, what would you do in your little world to fix this? Well, I probably wouldn't know what happened. Because it would be happening in their house, and um, probably, their child would die. Right. Their, their child would die. At some point or another, people would say, hey, where's your child? Oh, little Johnny ran away. Or whatever they say. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah, like, that's, that, that's the way you see it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a bit, I'm stuck on the, the horns of this one. Because what if, and there's got, they've got to be out there. I swear they're out there. Somebody believes that you can beat the cancer out of the child with a, a flail <laughs> because you, it, it's really evil spirits, right? You, could, you know what? You could be right. I, you're absolutely like right. That. And then you can get the child to say, I'm an evil sinner. I have to have the evil spirits taken out of me. Mm. Please whip me again. Right? I mean... You're just, you're Hard just for me to get involved in somebody's private life like that. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I mean, I, I do like to show the uh, ex- extremity of your uh, your beliefs when I can. I, I think it's appropriate to ostracize in many of these situations, but, I mean, these are dangerous In, in these cases, you're talking about people that, that are going to be in their homes, though. You, you yeah. won't even know. You won't know. It's, I, I don't have a, a solution for this. To me, um, in my world, you're talking about, um, yeah, there's going to have to be a point where the government steps in, the cops step in, and they say, look, you're messed up. And yeah, but that's, that's the problem. I have a problem with that. I know you do. And, and here's my issue. Um, 
yeah, I agree with you. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. The parent should take but their kid to get this procedure. The problem is here that a judge is deciding, not a jury is deciding. That's what's, one... a, what's, what's the difference? Twelve people, one person. It's still an arbitrary decision. It's not the parents and, and their child. As opposed to a bureaucrat deciding, the, at the very least, some people of the people are deciding. It does, that the governed as opposed to the governors. That doesn't make me feel any better. At I, all. I understand what you're saying. Uh, so, because then, I mean, if if that's okay, if you want that sort of precedent, then a, then a jury of of twelve can make all sorts of decisions for parents and mm-hmm. and what they sh- and how they should raise their kids and what they should be doing. Look, the fact is there are loads of bad parents out there. Some of them are like the, like this guy suggests, and they believe that medicine's evil and that uh, they should stay away from hospitals. Some of them uh, believe that they should uh, that that violence is the answer that beating their kids is appropriate i don't agree with that it's not my lifestyle it's not something i want to get involved in some parents ignore their children or just barely give them the sustenance they need to to sustain life they don't care about teaching their kids they don't care very much about their kids there's all sorts of personal tragedy out there in this world and as as saddening as it is you and i can only have so much effect on it you know, the fact is, if you put these parents in jail and you put the five-year-old in a foster system, is the five-year-old really that much better off? I don't know. I don't think, and is it appropriate to force people to pay I don't to do think all that of you this would, in the first place? I don't think, um, you know, in, in my perfect world, if I got to create such a thing, there wouldn't be a very large foster system. And people, there wouldn't be any money paid to foster parents, so you wouldn't have uh, people who are quite as motivated um, to at least you know, neglect the kids. Um, you know, I mean, it would, it would, it would in all likelihood be a better system. At the very least, government would be less involved. He says, is this not a crime against the child's life to not, uh, to deny this child access to the medical procedure? And I say, it may be despicable, it may be wrong, but it's, it should not be a crime. Unfortunately, there's all sorts of forms of abuse that parents can engage in with their children that's, that is entirely legal, um, that you might disagree with. It's their life. It's their kid. They brought the child into the world. I'm not saying they should be able to take it out, but these are people with very strong belief systems. They don't believe in the medical technology that many other people do. Mm. And if they want to live their lives in this weirdo, you know, in this weird world where uh, they don't accept what science might have uh, deemed as as appropriate, then they should be free to make those wrong choices. And the fact is that if we continue letting these kooky crackpot loons make choices like this, they'll put themselves out of their own misery eventually. <laughs> I'm sorry if it's true that a few kids have to suffer and die as a result of it. Hey, hey, you know what? There are kids starving around the world, okay? Kids die all around the world all of the time. And every single one of it's tra- it's tragic. We can't save them all. We really can't. Why don't you make your own life better and focus on your friends and family members, the people that you can touch personally and physically in your life. Make those people's lives better and try not to worry too much about the lousy parents out there screwing up their kids' lives. There's only so much you can do. And then, you know what, if you really find out that uh, that parents are abusing kids and you want to do something about it, Take it into your own hands. Instead of going down the street with government, this is what happens. If you want to save kids from an abusive set of parents, whether it be they're not giving them medical care, or they're raping their children, or they're beating their children, or whatever the abuse is. If you want to save a set of kids, or one kid, from uh, from abusive parents, you do the kidnapping on your own, okay? Well, because I-, I don't want to be associated with, with kidnappers. 
I might actually think that it's not a, not such a bad idea what you're talking about. That is kidnapping the kids to get them out of the dangerous situation. But that's what you're asking the government to do today. I think if you want these kids taken out of that home, you're telling the government, go and kidnap these kids and then force everyone to pay for the kidnapping. I don't want to pay for kidnapping. Okay? You that's know, what the situation is. That's I, my issue. I, I, I think... I... That's what's going on, Mark. It's the government doing the kidnapping for you. It's, Either you correct. don't do it yourself because you care enough, or you can hire someone on your own. You can maybe get together with some friends and say, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so are hurting their kids. Let's go hire uh, Mark's kidnapping service, and uh, they'll go and kidnap the kids. Now, you better have a case to make. I think you better I might... have evidence that these people are hurting their kids, because when they take you to arbitration, and the arbitrators say, well, what do you have to prove that these people were abusing or raping or harming their kids in some way, and you've got nothing, then you're going to be in trouble. Your reputation going down the drain. I'm going to back off on this one. I just, you know, I, I'm, I don't feel confident enough in giving the government power to uh, take children away from uh, parents. It uh, means there's going to be tragedy. Every time they do it, the, every time you give the, power, the government power to do something like this, they're only going to create uh, unintended consequences. And in many cases, you know, those if a unintended... parent wants to do something terrible to their kid, they can homeschool that kid and, uh, you know, sexually abuse it until it's, and it's, you know, 14 or 15 years old. And then, you know, I mean, they, they can do awful things and yep. get away with it, and there's nothing we can do. And about. it's more awful to rob everyone at gunpoint to support the kidnapping of those kids, in my opinion. Love to hear from you. Tomorrow night, when you get a chance, dial in and tell us about it. Vinny here with you. And Mark. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.